Hello and welcome to your favourite teacher. So I'm just going to have a talk through of chapter 6 of Animal Farm. Um, so what we have happening here is we have the rules changing. And Napoleon is sort of tweaking animalism to suit his own purposes and to suit himself as being the leader, to quote Squealer. Um, so one of the first things that he changes is the fact that they now have to work on Sundays. And um, it's quite amusing the way that Orwell has here that it's uh, strictly voluntary, but if anyone refuses, they uh, have their food taken away from them. So that kind of uh, defies what voluntary means because no one's going to want to have their rations cut in half. So it's, again, he's using threats as a way of getting across his... Um, demands. The next rule that they that they sort of change, break even, is the one about one about dealing with humans because we suddenly have a new character on the farm, and that's Mr. Wimper, and he's the local solicitor who is going to be that bridge so that the animals are able to sell some of the produce. And Squealer manages to convince everyone that there was never a ban about using money. Um, so again, they're really playing on the other animals' naivety and trusting nature um, on the one hand. So they have the naivety on the one hand and then there's obviously the threats on the other. So this kind of combination really means that the pigs get to dominate. Um, so humans being allowed on the farm signifies capitalism being back and obviously what you've got what you've started off at is you've you've this idea of animalism was that all animals were equal and it's very much the socialist movement the communist movement egalitarian all of this left-hand side left-wing politics the humans represent capitalism and by interacting with humans again we see the clear uh, breaking of the socialist rules um, in order to suit the needs of the leaders which is what capitalism really is anyway it's, it's about the minority having the greatest benefits and that's what we have with these pigs so the pigs have moved into the farmhouse they're now sleeping in beds and when they try and have a look to see, um, I think it's Clover, who looks to read the commandments, um, they've been edited slightly. So the pigs are able to manipulate the language so it's no animal sh shall sleep in a bed with sheets, rather than no animal shall sleep in a bed, which is how it, w how it was initially phrased when they came up with the seven commandments. Um, but again, Squealer is able to use his same tactics. Every single time there's a big change um, that the pigs are trying to put across, Squealer goes in there and he says the reasons why, if they don't have these changes, Jones would come back and you don't want Jones to come back, do you? And this kind of psychological manoeuvring that he's able to do um, is threatening the animals if they don't agree Jones is going to come back and, and they they don't realise that they're being manipulated in this way um, the big thing that really happens here obviously we've got the shift moving to 
moving so that the pigs are more like humans and we see that that's been growing for a while and that becomes really quite strong in this chapter but then we have the shock storm that destroys the windmill and this is very much like the way that Stalin demonized um, Trotsky and Napoleon here blames Snowball because he's got nothing else to say I mean Napoleon has there's one thing that he can't control and that's the weather and so this horrible storm has really wrecked the hard work of the animals that they've that they've put in that their sort of blood sweat and toil over the last few months has been destroyed and Napoleon doesn't want to lose face he doesn't want to lose his sense of um omnipotence over the farm so by using Snowball as a scapegoat, he's able to have him um, as a as a collective enemy that, that all of the animals can rally towards. And there's nothing that makes people feel better about their own situation than when they have a common enemy that they can target and blame. And this scapegoating has happened in history pretty much constantly. If ever life is hard, we find a group of individuals that we can blame or an individual that we can blame for why things are so hard for us and it helps keep us in the status quo and it helps keep us downtrodden. So Snowball is now the traitor, um, Napoleon passes a death sentence on him, so long gone are the days of all animals being equal, he's now, the, he's now declared that Snowball should be put to death and that there's actually a reward for anyone who catches him. Um, by making the animals scared of this invi invisible enemy, they are united here. So key quote from this chapter, this traitor has crept here under cover of night. Um, so again, we the reader know that Snowball hasn't done this. Um, we know that this is just a tragic accident from the storm. But by noticing the way in which Snowball manipulates the other animals, we can see really quite how frightening this force is and quite how much he is able to control Animal Farm. Okay, so that was a quick discussion of Chapter 6.